lockdown came along and it just completely changed our business. We had time to develop it and do things and, and that's what we did. Crazy, scary times. But yeah, the, the development of the oven was driven on by that. You know, it, it came along, we had time, we did it. This is the Sourdough Podcast, the show about the innovators, leaders, and creative trailblazers in our sourdough community and the stories behind the bread. On this episode of the Sourdough Podcast, I interview master metal fabricator Campbell McFarlane. We talk about his passion for sourdough and, of course, his newest creation, the RM2020 oven by his company, Rackmaster. He talks about the challenges, obstacles, and even the hallelujah moments of designing an oven, and we learn how the pandemic almost completely shut down his business and at the same time created the opportunity to pursue an idea that he'd been dreaming about for years. I'd like to take a moment to thank our latest contributors to the podcast, Laura Friere of Westfield, New Jersey, and Joe the Baker Kelly of Enniskillen, Northern Ireland. Thank you both so much for your generous contributions and for helping to make this episode of the Sourdough Podcast possible. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support it, please consider contributing any amount by visiting the sourdoughpodcast.com and clicking on Donate. You might even get a shout-out on the podcast. And now, here's my interview with Campbell McFarlane. My guest tonight is Mr. Campbell McFarlane. Campbell is the founder of Rackmaster, a bakery equipment fabrication company operating in Wickford, England, just about an hour out of London. Campbell has over four decades of metal fabrication experience, creating a bespoke bakery equipment for bakeries of all sizes all around the world. After decades of serving the micro and cottage kitchen community and years of clandestine research, Campbell just released the RM2020, a three-deck stone hearth oven looking to take on the Belgian competition and change the micro uh, bakery landscape. Uh, Campbell, it's so good to finally talk with you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Mike. Hey, well, this is an absolute pleasure for me. You know, we've been... um, I was just looking back over our messages over the years, and yeah, yeah I mean, we've been talking since 2018, you know, um, when I first reached out about getting my hands on one of your highly coveted dough knives. Um, yeah, that's where, that's where it all started, really, yeah. Is, okay, yeah, well, you know, that's when I kind of got connected with you, but you've been, you know, a staple of kind of the Instagram sourdough community for uh, much longer than that, and, yeah. and you've been making equipment uh, for a lot of well-known bakers and bakeries yeah. long before Instagram was around. So I'm excited to kind of get to hear a little bit uh, more about that, your background and your story, and how you became you know such a fixture in our sourdough community. So uh, could you tell us a little about yourself and in your journey? Well. I've been fabricating all my working life since I was 17, I think. Uh, engineering has always been in my blood. It was my father's blood. Uh, and it's just what I wanted to do. And I've been doing it ever since the bakery equipment came about when we took over our bakery equipment supply company some 25, 30 years ago. Uh, and it was a... Uh, a baptism of fire, just getting to learn it. And I, I enjoyed it and it stuck with me. And 
I'm still doing it today. It gives me an ideal connection with the end user. Uh, it's just great. Yeah, so yeah. You, well, you, I think that's something that comes off for everybody that you know uh, comes across your work is just that you're a true craftsman and and your work is impeccable and just the highest quality and you know it, it's found its way from england to california you know yeah. um and so it, it is truly worldwide i mean uh, we had a we analyzed our online sales and i think it's something like 33 percent of our online sales goes to north america oh wow it's unbelievable i mean brexit's put a bit of a spanner in the works for shipping to Europe. Uh, but I'm sure that'll get sorted out. Uh-huh. It's it's a big, steep learning curve, that one. Yeah, the shipping and getting everything yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because you, you're, you're usually, you got some big equipment. I mean, you got some small stuff like dough knives and, yeah, and tins, yeah. but yeah, the big, uh, the big equipment can't be easy to yeah. ship across the world. Yeah. A pallet to Europe. I mean, a pallet to Southern Ireland prior to Brexit was, I don't know, 80, 90, 100 pounds. It's now getting on for 200 pounds with a ton of paperwork. Wow. Uh, and that's not my, not, not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know everybody can't wait for uh, you to expand the yeah. market out of the UK, but we'll have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was telling my wife, um, who I was speaking with tonight, I was just trying, you know, she's, you know, um, you know, rooting for me. She's my biggest fan, but she, you know, she doesn't always know all the, all the peoples I'm, I'm out there yeah. talking with. And so I'm like, well, Campbell, let me see. Campbell, ha- he's the guy who uh, made my dough knives. He's the guy who built the stand. My Rothko's on. He built my bre- <laughs> bread tins. And he's the guy that sent me a latch when my Rothko door uh broke um yeah. so like i said you know like you're you're sudden you're you're you really are entrenched in our in our sourdough community yeah. and and it was you know so yeah. funny when i finally got my oven that it just happened to uh come with one of your stands you know and here i am right, yeah. in yeah. the middle of california and uh got myself a, <laughs> yeah. a rack master uh stands so um they're, yeah they're pretty much every, pretty much everywhere yeah yeah and, and you know i just can't imagine not having my stand i see what other people you know put them up on blocks or or make yeah. something up but uh, or have it on or, the floor or work, or work on the floor or work on the floor with them it's it, that's back breaking yeah back breaking so yeah it was it was the first thing i did when i got my rough coat it was the first thing i did i think i done it before i even switched it on and uh, the second person to get one was Adam at Green and Hearth. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys go back. Yeah. So yeah. tell tell me a little bit more. Like, how did you kind of stumble on uh, into the Instagram world? You know, you've been doing well, this for so long, but I can't. You, I, you know, Instagram's just yeah. been around for a few years. Yeah. Well, I've had Instagram since I think it was about I don't know twelve two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen. But it just it was one of those apps on your phone that you never ever used. <laughs> uh, and I just I don't know I don't know we did a load of work on the house and uh, I was reading a lot of books because there was no no television to look and my wife bought me a book and it was a section of bacon bread and it was about sourdough and I thought 
oh, and it really, it really caught me. And I couldn't wait till we moved back into the house and actually start breaking bread. And that was late, I think it was late 2014. And it just hooked me. And ever since, and then I discovered Instagram, people around you, connection it gives you with bakers. You know, it's not, not just who's in your 10, 15 miles from where you are. It's worldwide. Yeah. Just absolutely worldwide. And, and it just grew from that. Uh, you know, Adam, I mean, Adam had about, I think he's about six or 7,000 followers in, and I had like two or 300. And I thought, how do you get that many? <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, it's like, you know, it just, it just happens. If you're doing the right thing and you're doing good, it happens. I, I know I'm in a unique situation with what I do and people want what I do and I get to go to all the bakers and get all their tips and advice. I'm truly thankful for it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it grew from just that connection I did one day. Yeah. And I've never stopped since I've converted my garage into a micro bakery. I don't sell nothing. I don't want to sell nothing because that means I've got to do it every <laughs> weekend. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I think everybody knows I like a, a dark bake. Uh, you know, I, I've got nobody telling me that's too dark. You know, they either have it or, you know, they don't. Well, you, you bake a lot of bread over there. Yeah. Who, yeah, who's I've eating got, all that bread? Friends, neighbors, workmates. Uh, family, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got what have I got? Uh, Thirty-six eleven hundred grams. No, twenty-four eleven hundred gram sourdoughs today, and eighteen eight hundred grams. Well, that's that's Hot cross buns. Well, yeah, I saw. I've, you, you make a lot of those things, and you're a really good. Ba- I mean, from what I've seen, you're a pretty impressive baker, and. Uh, I have trouble with that because I, you know I, I I've not I've done no real training. Uh, you know I, I I feel a bit of a cheat saying I'm a baker. I can <laughs> bake bread, yes. But, well, I think know, I, 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 that that's a common feeling I think for a lot of people in the cottage baker yeah. industry or or, or yeah. realm. You know, is that well, you start off as a hobby baker or. Yeah. You know, and you start tinkering around, tinkering around in the kitchen, and then you take it to the next level, and you double yeah. your recipe, and you're making more, and you're, you know, connecting with people on Instagram yeah. or online, and you're trying to perfect it, and little by little yeah. you're growing, but you're always, I still, yeah, same thing. I, I still am uncomfortable calling myself a baker. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, so. I mean, ever since I started getting any sort of uh, results, proper results, all I wanted to do was bake more and more and more. And I you just had a little bug. Ken- yeah, I, I just had a little Cambridge Chef mixer, but and I could do two kilos in it, and that was it. But it wasn't enough, so I bought another three bowls for it, so I could do eight kilos <laughs> at a time. But the time you mix your first one, and you got to your last one, your first one was ready for your next stage. It was the, you know, it was, and I was in the kitchen, and the house was covered in flour. <laughs> uh, I had a spiral mixer, and it was on a stand, and it sat in the corner in the kitchen all week. And I just made a mess every weekend, a massive mess every weekend, as my wife will attest to. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, not, I'm not a great manager of my time and, and things used to clash and, you know, you'd end up, you know, what should have been maybe a 
three or four hour break was a six or seven hour break because it wasn't ready when you wanted it. You know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want the pressures of having to sell to people and deadlines and all that. I've got enough of that at work. Yeah, so yeah. It's gonna it's gonna stay like it is. Uh, I've no intention of opening a baker bakery. But well, it's I do enjoy to, it. It's clear to see that you're passionate about bread, and it's it's cool that. It, well, at least it sounds like you kind of stumbled into Instagram because of yeah. baking and not because of it was like a business uh, yeah. no, you know, no, no, no. angle no, or anything no. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's ended up being a great business tool, but yeah, it's, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't engineered to be that. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll keep it real all the way through. There won't be no... It is me posting every post. There's nobody generating <laughs> content for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I mean, and that, probably tell. Well, in that sense, you're, I mean, a lot like your customers in that, you know, you kind of just found this community online first, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and that's really, you yeah. know, how it got started for you. And then, you know, obviously doing what you do, it's, it's easy to like, you know, make that connection with, yeah. you know, yeah. bakers you know, and looking for yeah. that equipment and stuff. But uh, you, you shared this, you got bit by the same sourdough bug as the rest of us. And yes, yeah, definitely. I, I definitely. think a lot of people might assume that you're just out there baking, doing like research for your equipment in your ovens. Yeah. But no, that's like, that's authentic, you know, uh, passion for <laughs> the mean, craft. Yeah. The, the main reason the big bakes have been in the last few months is just to test the RM2020. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a lot of testing to do and only baking once a week it you know it, it takes a long time to iron out anything that becomes an issue or could be an issue or just just things in general you know yeah it, it's uh it's been a yeah i've gone through some flower in the last few months <laughs> yeah well congratulations by the way and it's it's really an impressive uh, oven from what I've seen online. And you've got like the entire community just buzzing about it. And at, yeah. least, for, at least for the time being, uh, just the UK clamoring to yes. get their hands on one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, how, how long has this idea to build your own oven uh, been in the works? You've been uh, keeping it under wraps pretty good. Although- it's, it's actually been, it's actually been, probably sometime during 2016-17 that the idea came I was I was thinking about making a whole like taking the door off the rough coat making a whole new door with a hinge assembly catch that you could retrofit to the rough coat but huh. I thought to myself that means I've got to go to everybody's bakery and do the job or they've got <laughs> to bring the oven here uh-huh. And then I come across it. I mean, it was only last year that I, I had the idea that the latch, the side latch, quite a while ago, but I never actually put it into operation. And it is, has saved a lot of people's. Uh, My, myself bakes. included. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's, that's, that, that is, yeah. And it's such a simple thing, you know? Uh, and then the actual oven itself, I mean, I, I made, oh, three or four chambers and threw them away before I even ended up on the one we're doing now. Uh, and, and it was just elements. We've got an element in graveyard <laughs> at work that you wouldn't believe. There's probably 60, 80 elements just, you know, 
for, for whatever reason, were not up to the job. Mm-hmm. What I've learned about elements and stones and stuff like that, you know, I, I, you'd almost write a book on it. Yeah. But, you know, you, you've got to, you've got, you've got, to do, you've got to make mistakes to for move sure. forward. It's just, well, that's it. I, I, I can think of some reasons myself, but why did you think that this product, this oven, was something that needed to be built? And why do you think that the uh, it was something that the, the community needed? It just needed a better. It just needed a better oven. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stand here and slag off the of Rothko. Rothko's great oven. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it bakes bread. It does what it does. But there's there's a there's just things with the Rothko that could be better. Mm-hmm. And I and I engineered around them. Yeah. To the problem. I mean, I, I use the Rothko. I still use it now. If I've got a particularly big bake and I want to get finished early, it will run alongside. Or I'll use it for the soft bakes, you know, your your, your buns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it was just getting the solving the problem, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, the, the chamber on the RM twenty twenty is fully welded. The, 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 you've got to allow steam. To escape somewhere, or it would explode. <laughs> so, so there's got there's got to be you know there's got to be a, a degree of a chamber, you know, where it can release steam, uh-huh. but not not as much as the Rothko does. You know, it's like a steam machine. Yeah, you know, you you, know that you're, was... you're putting you're putting you're putting excess water in there just to so there's enough left when you want it for the bake. Uh-huh. You know, you could chuck a cup of water in there, and and they still wouldn't be enough. <laughs> well, that's you know, steam's definitely one of those things. I think you know, we're uh, part at hashtag Team Rothko. You know, we all have our we love to commiserate about all the idiosyncrasies of the Rothko, yeah. and yeah. and I know that we've you and me have talked a lot about about those yeah. over the year, and I just got my Rothko. A year ago, you know, and yeah. it was brand new. And yeah. you sent me a latch, you know. There's when the the door broke, you know, yeah. and uh, well, well, you know, yeah. One, yeah. One one of the best hacks is the the staples on the the broken seal. The seal, that's such a get, yeah. That's a, such a get out of trouble. <laughs> well, that's well, that's what we're talking about, though. You know, we all we all love our Rafkos, but they're not. They're they're far from perfect machines, yeah. you know, and so really, yeah. what you're doing as a Rothko owner is you're always trying to hack and come up with these yeah. uh, problems or solutions to all these little things that pop up, even in like a brand new machine. Yeah. Steam was one that you're talking about, so um, yeah. So, so so tell us, I you from what I've seen, you know, you've got a a, a really sick looking handle on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. To, to solve the handle, the latch issue. Um, you you said you got the weld because that was something I also had an issue with. Was I? Do, I just noticed that like the body, like the the pieces of metal around the door don't didn't join. even connect. No, and, they uh, don't join. No. Yeah, and so you said uh, the the body is fully welded. Is that fully welded? Yeah, uh-huh. your your seal, the the actual door gasket is is. Has a solid backing all the way around and a solid facing on the door. There's oh, no, wow. there's no a uh, almost jointed metal. It's actually welded, welded, ground off, and polished. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's right across. Uh, the, the gasket is a similar principle to the 
Rothko where you hook it in the four corners. Uh, you know, it is, you know, I, I want to make it as easy to maintain if somebody has has an issue, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the elements have got uh, proper glands on the back to hold them in the chamber, you know, with a nut and a, a, nut and a washer, it actually stays there and, you know, there's there are there are there are there are places for the steam to go, mm-hmm. but not to like fly out the door like a million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to even imagine not using as much water as I do because it's you know. Well, I'm I, I'm, a, I'm actually one of my bakes today. I'm actually going to do. I'm not going to use any water just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to rely on the the, the evap- evaporating steam from the bread mm-hmm. uh, to see where it goes. Because you, I mean, you don't have to do the you know when you load the Rothko and then you have to drop it to 200 for your first 20 minutes. You don't do that with the RN 2020. You just right. let it bake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's yeah, it's 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 a totally different thing. I mean, the Liz Wilson, my baker, she's had one in operation since. Uh, October, November, and she does quite a big bake uh, on a weekly basis, and, and she loves it. She said yeah. it took a bit, a bit of getting used to it, but it's just a totally different machine. Yeah, yeah. Tell us more about about that, the research and the testing part of the process. You, you mentioned Liz Wilson. I know you had um, Tim Passmore, sourdough Tim, Tim also, Passmore, yeah, 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 helping out. Uh, he, he, he was my sounding board. Yeah, he was my sounding board on most things. His his. Being a maths teacher, he was very uh, analytical about things that were not happening and happening. And yeah, he, he was a good, real good sounding board. Clever baker, very clever baker, clever man. Uh, I mean, the, the, the first first set of elements we put in it, we were we just weren't getting temperature. It was taking it was taking about three hours to get up to any sort of baking temperature, and then mm. once you loaded. Uh, once you loaded and baked, it could it was taking about fifty minutes to get up to temperature again oh, wow. for the second bake. It was because the elements just weren't hot enough, and then I went through all the process of the elements, sorted that out. We were using granite to start with because there was a granite place around the corner, and we we just you know we we couldn't get stones from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Granite was taking too long to heat up and losing its heat too quickly. Huh. So. We got some fire clay and made our own stones. Uh, that was better, but you know, a cement mixer in the middle of the work and a bag of that and water and all the rest of it, it was such a mess. <laughs> but it still, you know, it still wasn't good enough. Uh, and then one day we just come across the name, the proper name for the stones. Uh, and I Googled it. And it was about eight, this is about six o'clock on a Thursday night. Googled it and we found somebody in Stoke and Trent, which is, I don't know, 140, 150 miles from us. And he said, Yeah, I've got them. And I was there at eight o'clock the next morning. <laughs> and that night, that, that wow. Friday night, I, I had them in the, I had them in, I had to get, take them to the granite guys to cut the stones down to fit the oven. And they were in the oven that night and I was baking wow. that weekend with them. That's cool. And it, <laughs> that that was a like a, a hallelujah moment. <laughs> the, the correct stones was just made all the it difference. Was, it was much of it was as much as everything else being right. Yeah, uh, 
and it just it just went from there. And then it's fine tweaking. I mean, there's there's you know I've got to keep my feet on the ground and and, and get this out there and get this working, get everybody happy. Yeah. There's there's development plans for other things with the oven. Uh, not so. I don't think we'll be making a smaller version or anything like that. This this is. This is it. Mm-hmm. This will be, you know, there won't be, because of the power limitations, you know, you, you can't just say, right, we're going to put steam in it, we're going to do this, because everything, everything that you add takes something away from the power. Yeah. And if you're, if you're on the you're on the limit of your power supply just to heat the oven up, then you, you technically, you, you just, you know, physics won't let you add steam. Interesting. Yeah. To generate steam needs needs power, so you're taking away from the elements. Your 13 amp power supply, UK power supply, that is it. You, you know, it, it's a, it's a line in the sand. You can't yeah. go over it. And it works. You said this one works on like a standard uh, power 13 amp UK plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 13 amp UK plug. I over here in the US, it's, we have like a we have to use the 220 amp or 220 220 volt. 220 volt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, connector, and, and which, which push. is not standard. Yeah. So what what is your amperage? I mean, I can find that out. I couldn't tell you. That's outside of my no. uh, <laughs> expertise. But it's more it's no. more like it's more like the connection you'd use for like a washer dryer for your yeah. clothes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I even research. I mean, uh, what's his name? I'm taking Sardo, Steve. I think his name is. I can remember he had issues with with his getting here. He got a B twenty, I think. And he had issues with getting power into his house. And, oh, and yeah, I yeah. Googled it and researched it and all the rest of it. And there should, after a certain time in America, you, you every house got what's called a two-phase supply. It's two 120 or two 110 volt supplies. You double them up, you get 220 volts. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I had but, to get an electrician in, and that's how, yeah. you, that's how you do it out here. Yeah. I wanted to take a quick break from our interview to share with you some exciting news. I was recently invited to join the board of the Bakers in Need Fund, a 501c3 nonprofit organization founded by Tyler Cartner at WireMonkey. This fund was created to help bread bakers suffering financial duress due to the coronavirus, and since the start of the pandemic, the Bakers in Need Fund has given a total of 40 grants totaling over $10,000 to our baking community. When the crisis is over, the fund will remain to support bread bakers in need. We love the bread baking community and being a part of it and want to give back. If you'd like to learn more about the Bakers in Need Fund, make a donation or apply for a grant, please go to bakersinneed.org. Now, back to the show. So going going back to the research development, Campbell, uh, it yeah. kind of sounded to me like you're you're testing a whole bunch of different things at different times yeah. or did you have like a, a prototype you know at, at a certain point you had a prototype and that's what you had your testers yes. using yeah that, that, that was that's what that's what the my baker's got Liz that, that's that is the original mule as you want to call okay. it uh, it's it's been it's been through hell what t- uh, uh, when did uh, you have the original prototype out I was baking at home and it Probably, what uh, nine months ago, eight months ago. Oh wow! Okay, so it's relatively recent. The, the actual bakes, the actual bakes have been since lockdown. Okay, Definitely wow. since lockdown. I mean, I mean, lockdown came along and it just completely, you know, twenty third of March last year, just completely changed our business one hundred, two hundred percent. 
uh, and it, we had we had time to develop it and do things, and and that's what we did. Hmm. It was as an eerie place when all the work, everybody was on furlough. It was just me and my business partner there, and you know wow. it was it was you know going from a hundred percent noisy workshop to two people walking about hardly making a noise. Man. It was. It was yeah, crazy, scary times. But yeah, the, yeah. the development of the oven was driven on by that. You know, it, it came along. We had time. We did it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You had this idea. You had this idea for years rolling around in yes. your head, yeah. and it wasn't until yeah, yeah. We, COVID we did, hit. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I mean, we were we had done it, but we, we originally when I suggested it, we said, "Nah, I don't want it. It's, it's too much grief. It's going to be this. It's going to be that." <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it didn't go away. It just stayed in the back of my head. And then we made we had a discussion again. This was before lockdown last year. We had a discussion again. So yeah, we've got time. We'll we'll do something. We'll move move it forward. We'll think on it. We'll do this. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. We'll find out all the things we can. And as I said, I, I made a, a couple of chambers, and they just weren't right. It wasn't what I wanted. So you know, they got binned. And then once I was happy with the chamber, we just moved on to other things. And, and being, being actually making the oven yourself, you can iron out issues as they arise. You know, if you were yeah. giving it to somebody else and they were bringing it to your door finished, you know, all the issues have got to be, it's got to be made again or, or changed. You know, as you hit a problem, you could leave it, go away and think about it, come back with a mm-hmm. solution or realise you've got to change it. You know, it, it was a, a long, slow process. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I even wondered if it was ever going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what, tell me, so what were some of, like, the biggest obstacles that kind of stick out to you, thinking back on the process uh, that you faced bringing this Stones thing to market? Stones and elements. Stones and elements. Okay, uh-huh. Without a doubt. The, make, the making of it was, you know, it was, it's just metal work. It's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like to engineer around things. I like to make it look right. I like to make it functional. Uh, but de- definitely the the elements and the stones, without a doubt. Uh, it was, you know, what I had to learn about elements. What you know, I could I could bore you all day, but once what's density, <laughs> length, amperage, just just crazy. E- even right down to the connections on the ends of the elements. You know, you. You get your crimp-on terminals, but you don't use any old crimp-on terminals. You can get any old crimp-on terminals, terminals, but when the heat gets introduced, because they're made of copper or brass, they go soft and they lose the connection. So you're losing energy because the connection's not tight. Wow. Uh, so you end up buying solid nickel terminals that are probably four times the price of the normal ones, but it does the job, and, and, and that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. It has to be. But you know, you, you learn all these things because I mean, I, I've been in, I've been in electrical, making electrical stuff, wiring stuff up, and used all these things. But it was a whole new field, whole new field. But, well, there, and fun. there's, and I, you know, there's no cutting corners. You know, you could you nah. could uh, take the cheap route, or you yeah. know, save some yeah. money here and there. But yeah. ultimately, you're not going to have a no. A great I mean, product, ever, ever since that, I mean, we we. we We've got everything in house to make the oven. We only have to buy stuff in that we don't make. But we've actually we've been working with the company down the road that does laser cutting, and they can actually on an oven they can 
their efficiencies equate to three less sheets per oven. Hmm. Oh. No, no, sorry, not per oven, per 10 ovens. They can save three sheets of metal in 10 ovens, which is it's all down about using your, your material to the maximum. Yeah. Uh, and, and every one, the first one and the last one is identical. There's no, you know, the first 20 we made was made by hand. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's a process. Yeah. And it's a slow, it's not a, well, it's a slow process, but yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's just great fun. Yeah. You know, well, I can't, it's, it's I can't a, begin to wrap my mind around creating something you know, like when you look at a Rothko, you know, you just think, well, it's it's a box with some elements and some stones, and it it's yeah. re- you and know it gets hot, it gets hot, yeah. you know, and but it, it, there's so much more going in that has yeah. to go into making something yeah. that works efficiently and reliably, and yeah. uh, and you know yeah. is yeah. made well, you know, it's not yeah. gonna fall apart on you. <laughs> no, 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 no. So yeah. Well, one one of the things that I I noticed about your oven that I was excited about and that seemed to like solve uh, a problem I think um, a lot of us bakers come across is just it's pretty narrow, you know. Like, and you said that the it's twenty seven percent larger uh, yes. space uh, than the currently on the market. <laughs> and uh, I saw that you had four. Uh, 1100 gram loaves in there which yeah is great like because that you know i think a lot of people that you get in the cottage uh baker field it's all about throughput yeah yeah you know you don't want to wake up at two in the morning and bake for you know forever just you know (laughs) with one oven and so a lot of people have to buy a second oven but if you can get you know i i I have problems i have these 900 gram loaves that I can do basically. I can only do two on each deck yeah. efficiently. Yeah. If I've I've tried to push it and do like a little triangle and get three of yeah. them in there and they touch and it's just not efficient. And but yeah, yeah, man, if I can get four loaves in there, I that would just cut back on so much baking time and. Oh, um, oh you bake more. Yeah, yeah, it'd be <laughs> so fast and efficient. So. Yeah. yeah. That that was something that I think a lot of people yeah. will be excited about. So, well, I'm I'm actually trialing uh, today. Later on today, I'm trialing six per deck, eight hundred grammers in little short. Wow, brock forms, little short, stubby brock forms. So yeah, a lot so, of people yeah, I think bake that size. So yeah, so the the, the yeah Liz, Liz, I seen it the other day on Liz's, and I thought, well, I've got to try it. You know, mm-hmm. you got you, you got to try these things, and like five uh, five baguettes too. I saw on the five, yeah, five baguettes. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah that, that's my that's my current obsession. Baguettes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're rocking them, man. I just I've been you know I've tinkered around with them in this this last week. I tried to make about a baker's dozen yeah. worth, and uh, they were just solid bricks, and they're. You know, I tried to just use an extra uh, sourdough dough to make them, and uh, yeah, they can't be an afterthought. <laughs> you no, know, that you have to no. put a lot of you know intention. And I gotta, I'm gonna have to research it and, and follow, yeah. it, see what recipe. You're but I mean, using. the the recipe that I use is is uh, I've I've actually got to put it up on. It's from Wayne Caddy, sourdough slinger. Uh, and he is like the the UK's baguette meister. 
Wow. And he's like on he's he's like on speed dial of any of any <laughs> issues. He, he's like he's like uh, he's a brilliant guy. He's a brilliant guy. A uh, very very forthcoming with his information and tips and tricks. He's actually he's actually head baker instructor at the School of Arts and Food in wow. uh, Nottingham. He's a great guy. That's a good guy to great have guy. on speed dial. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, this is what this is what I mean. I've, I've got like access to all these people, and it's like that's where I feel like I'm cheating a bit. But you know, <laughs> you, you, you don't you don't know unless you you know you've got to transfer those skills. I've met him once or twice, but you got to transfer those skills in your hands. Hmm. You got to do it. There's no there's no cheating and saying, "Can you do that for me?" And I'll bake it, and it'll yeah. look great. You're actually creating either cow pats or great bread. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we've, we've said it a million times on this podcast, you know, that's, that's what makes our community so special and, and yeah. unique is everybody's yeah. just willingness to share information yeah. and, and yeah. give advice. Yeah. I mean, I mean even Adam, Adam's been uh, no end of help. Uh, but, you know, he, 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 he has his saying, you know, he's actually rocking the bakery world at the moment with his, yeah. uh, with what he's doing down there. It's such a nice place. If you ever get over here, you got to oh. go there. I well, speaking of COVID, I was supposed to go visit him last January, um, yeah. twenty twenty, and that got. I was going to go with my wife on a business trip and got shut down. Obviously, so yeah. one of these days, yeah, I I, I want to do yeah. a little UK bread tour. Yeah. Yeah, a bucket list yeah. for me for sure. Yeah, I've been invited all over the world to make people shaping tables and put me up for two weeks while I make a shaping table for. It's like, <laughs> wow, Maurizio, he yeah. he said it in his post once, and then I got everybody was jumping on the post saying, <laughs> "And once you finish here, can you come to Canada? Or can you come? And don't forget us down under in Australia, all that kind of thing." But yeah, so it's great, absolutely great. Love uh, well, we uh, we got to get you to Cal- Northern California one of these days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of for people sure. that would love to to hang out. Yeah. So, well, uh, Cam, I got a bunch of listener questions here. I'll try to narrow it down to just a handful. But um, you got time for some listener questions? Of course. Always, All right. <laughs> always, always like the feedback from listeners. I I, I thrive on it. <laughs> all right well obviously first of all you know everybody um debbie milford trips uh underscore mims 5098 bread bread par avion and uh allo lockhart everybody wants to know when are we going to get it in the united states campbell when, when it's when i'm comfortable with how it all goes in the uk i i um i've been approached by every continent to supply it, and wow. that is that is the ultimate goal. But I've wow. got to take baby steps and, and and move forward in a methodical manner. Yes, I, I'd love to, but at the moment, not just yet. <laughs> totally understandable. Um, yeah, I got to test it out on the on your on your yeah. on the in the UK, and yeah, I mean, just the logistics of. Yeah, getting that all done. Um, I can't imagine yeah. Yeah. Uh, wrapping my mind around that. So, uh, you, do you have like a timeline or a, a scope in in mind? No, not really. I, I I just need to get. I I no. I'm, I'm, I haven't got no time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It it's, happens it's, when it happens. 
Yeah, it'll happen when it's happening, when it's right, and I'm happy. Yeah. Obviously, there's development. Every every continent has got a different power supply, so we've got to accommodate that and mm. check where we are and what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, makes sense. Um, let's see. I, I got a couple good questions. Um, kind of had to do with yeah, like I mean, having crusty uh, uh, Dave wanted to know if you think you can satisfy the worldwide demand for the RM 2020. And, and I think part of that, you know, uh, Mo at uh, Baking Mo, he asked, you know, uh, how large do you think the market for, you know, cottage bakers is, or do you see that growing a lot? Do you- it's, it's accelerated in the last year because of the pandemic. For sure. And I think a lot of people have, set up businesses that will sustain after it and only grow. I mean, I, I see it from people uh, baking from home with a Rothko in a cupboard to, you know, the, the fully, fully, fully fledged bakeries with deck ovens and big mixers and all the rest. I mean, Robbie at Northern Rye, I think he was in a flat and he, and he had his Rothko on top of his uh, washing machine in a cupboard. <laughs> And he had his retired fridge in his bedroom. It, 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 you know, what, what he went from to what he is now, he's an incredible baker as well. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Uh, but yeah, it's only going to grow, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you, it's, you've been around, I think, for, you know, long enough to see that growth in the in the market. And then, yeah. and then like, yeah, 2020, you know, I, do, and you think, and you think, that rush, or not the rush, but the growth that we've seen in 2020 of cottage bakers, you think that's going to stick around? Uh, yeah, it, it's not going to go away. It's not going to, you know, lockdown's not, or, or pandemic's not going to be over and everybody's going to stop baking. Yeah. Uh, there may be less startups, but I think the ones that are, ones that are up and doing it now will continue. Mm-hmm. They're, they're uh, you know, they're, they're serving, serving the community, and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be amazing if we, uh, if 2020 was where, you know, where corner bakeries, you know, grew from, you know, like we don't, we don't really have that in the United States. Wouldn't that be amazing if like moving forward, you could find fresh, real bread on every corner in in all, all around the world. So yeah, that would be nice. Um, let's see, we got a couple more, um, yeah, future projects. Um, Proofing Grounds wants to know if there was any uh, equipment you wish you could fabricate, but just isn't practical or feasible right now. Um, I'd love to be able to make a, a, a manual pastry dough sheet. Yeah. That, I, that, that ant, uh, at anti-shelf asked specifically yeah. for a dough sheeter. <laughs> I, I, I mean, for years, Adam had a, a manual one, and it was only just recently he got an electric one. And what he produced out of that and how he did it, I have no idea. <laughs> I've seen it, and he used to lift it up. It was about 40, 50 kilos, this thing. He used to lift it up and work it on his table, and the pastries and croissants he got out of that was incredible. And I actually took the covers off and looked at it. But it is a pretty well-engineered thing. Uh, we, we would, if we were to make it, we would need to get probably ninety percent of it would be would be made by us. 
uh-huh. just don't have the equipment or the machinery. You know, it's it's machining and milling and lay, lace work, tunneling, all that. Uh, because it's got to be accurate, your, your rollers have got to come up and down evenly both sides. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, but like, I'd like to make one of them, but that, that's, I think that's probably. The, would the idea, to, would the idea be to have like a cottage bakery size, uh, yeah, sheeter? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you can get, you can get those, it's a European one made by a company called Kaplan, Kaplan, something like that. But it's, it's like 1500, 2000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you can get a hand electric one for that kind of money. So, yeah. I don't, and I don't, you know, looking at the engineering, I don't see why it should cost that much, but it does. Mm-hmm. But there's a so there must be so many people taking a slice of the pie before the end user gets it. Mm-hmm. There's another one of my bugbears, you know, the actual cost of something and what people pay for it once it filters down through the traditional system. Yeah, it is a bugbear for me. I don't like all these. You know, you get you get people wanting a percentage. There's maybe three people handle it before you get it, and the, the the guy that's actually making it is, you know, he's getting peanuts. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. making a slice all the way down. Mm-hmm. I know it's business and it's it's what happens, but with with our online sales of bread tins, you know, it is only us. There's there's mm-hmm. no yeah. There, there's us making it, you buying it, and the cost of shipping. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nobody in between. I've, I've been approached by. Quite a few people uh, want to be affiliate members and all that, but wow. to do affiliate membership, give people kickbacks, your price has got to go up end off. You know, mm-hmm. I just you know we're 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 happy where we are doing what we're doing. We may not be doing billions online, but you know, do I want to do billions online? <laughs> I just, yeah. I, 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 as I said earlier, I thrive on the direct connection with the end user. Yeah. Uh, whether they've got 10 followers or 10,000 followers or a million followers or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just as exciting. I've got no, no, that's just me. Well, and, that's, and wrong, I think but that's, that's me. No, I think you're on, that's, that's what it's all about. And I think that's why people are, are excited about this product, you know, because of, yeah. of who you are and yeah. so, you know, and, and, and the, what you make and, and how you do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry well, if I'm ram- sorry if I'm rambling. Oh bit, no, 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 not at all, dude. I, I'm I can't wait to share this conversation with everybody because everybody just wants to to hear it uh, from the the proverbial horse's mouth, and uh, <laughs> I've, I finally got the horse on on the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, and I'm watching my mouth as well. I'm not squealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna have to you know put a profane language. I don't have to do that uh, on this podcast. Thanks, Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too far into your, your morning, Campbell, and uh, I, I've really enjoyed talking with you, but how, how can people connect with you? How can, what's the best way for people to reach out about the oven, um, buy the oven, and, and connect with you right now? Uh, email to the website. Uh, I'm going to put my hands up here. I am probably the worst person in the world for responding to emails. <laughs> D- DMs. Uh, are unbelievably hard to keep track of, uh-huh. uh, especially especially the ones that uh, you don't follow. You know, you just see the name, reply to it, and then click the reply button, and, and they, they just disappear into the ether, and then they come back with another question, and you don't realise it's the same person you're talking to. <laughs> 
Uh, it does my it, it really does my head in. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my hand up and say I am probably the worst person to. So not don't don't DM don't flood your DMs uh, on Instagram. Reach out via website. Yeah, yeah. My my daughter Hannah, she uh, she deals with all that. She comes to me and asks me what I say for this one. What's this? This lady wants that. This man wants that. Do you remember this one? And she she's got it all. Uh, yeah, she, okay. She, she's like my PA. <laughs> <laughs> she she also does ninety percent of the packing as well for the online sales. Wow, uh, great, great, great relationship we've got now. Yeah. Uh, what's what's your website, yeah. Campbell? Again, www.rackmaster.co.uk. Okay, I'll I'll throw a link in the the podcast yeah. notes and and we'll just have to be patient until uh, you yeah. can you share it with yeah. the rest of the world. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, Campbell, uh, thank you so much. I just wanted to say, you know, thanks again for coming on the podcast. And, you know, people, you know, people I think are just really genuinely excited about this oven. Obviously, because they know, you know, the quality of your work and craftsmanship. um, And because, you know, solve so many problems that we've had. Uh, or faced, but also, you know, I think we're excited because of, of who you are as a person um, your positivity, your willingness to help out and give advice, uh, to, to send spare parts across the globe, <laughs> as you have for me. And, and so I think we feel like we're all kind of a part of this um, because yeah. you're, you're a part of our community. So, so thanks, Campbell. Thank and uh, Thank yeah, you, can't, we can't wait to see what, what, uh, what you do next. So There might be some messed up Chewbacca later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Campbell. Well, hey, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Mike. Thank All you. right. Thanks for listening. The Sourdough Podcast is produced by Michael Hilburn and edited by Caleb Sexton. All music is by Weston Perry. Thanks again to our main sponsor of this episode, Tyler at Wire Monkey Shop. You can find their products and support the Bakers in Need Fund created by Tyler by clicking on links in the show notes of this episode. And be sure to head over to thesourdoughpodcast.com where you can find exclusive recipes from our guests, as well as cookbook and gear recommendations, previous episodes, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the podcast by purchasing a Sourdough Podcast t-shirt, coffee mug, or UFO alum. If you're strapped for cash, a five-star rating and review on iTunes would also go a long way, and you would help tremendously to share the podcast with others. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.